and welcome to the Great Indoors. We, well, we are back. We are back with a new episode of the <laughs> podcast, which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Sophie Robinson. And I'm Kate Watson-Smythe. And now we have returned, here is a warm reminder that you can sign up to be a member of the Great Indoors Insiders. As a member, you get to support the podcast, enjoy ad-free listening and get bonus content as well as first dibs on events. Become a friend of the show today by visiting thegreatindoorspodcast.com. Now, we have so much to catch up on, but before we dive in and discover what we've both been up to this summer, here's a word about our sponsors, Natural Mat. Natural Mat make beds and mattresses by hand in Devon using natural, organic and renewable materials with absolutely zero chemicals, synthetics or glues. Not only that, but sustainability has been at the heart of Natural Mat since day one. And in February this year, they became the first B Corp certified bed and mattress company in the UK. All their raw materials come from natural, renewable sources. Their Devon workshop is powered by the solar panels on the roof and they develop plastic-free packaging, well, before it was even popular. And then there is their Mattress for Life initiative, which ensures that none of their mattresses ever go to landfill. Instead, you can choose to refurbish, recycle or donate when the time comes. Oh, that's such a good idea. Currently over 5 million mattresses end up in landfill every year in the UK alone, which I find just quite a terrifying statistic. Now, a good mattress should last you around 10 years. And the genius bit is that every natural mat mattress can be broken down into its component parts, which can be either composted, recycled or reused to ensure that absolutely nothing needs to go to landfill. But they also offer a refurbishment service where they collect it from your home, take it back to the workshop, take it apart and replace any compressed or damaged fibres and put a new cover on it, making it as good as new for considerably less than the price of a new mattress. Isn't that genius? Brilliant. To learn more about Natural Mat's organic beds and mattresses, head to their website at naturalmat.co.uk or visit one of their showrooms in London, Devon or the Cotswolds. And it gets even better because listeners to the podcast can receive 10% off their first order with Natural Mat, either online, in store or over the phone by using the code... TGI10 for 10% off your first order. Valid until 30th of November 2023. Ah, oh, thank you, Natural Matt, for supporting the show. Now, Kate, what have you We're in. <laughs> what have you been up to? It feels like absolutely ages. And listeners, for complete transparency, we need you to know we've not really pre-prepped this show. Kate has literally only just returned from Italy. And well, look, I've been doing that. Work, life, kids off school for the summer, juggle, headache, marathon. So literally, pause to intake breath. Kate, hi. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. We've had a <laughs> we've had a different sort of juggle because obviously my boys are older now, so we've had my younger one trying to find a house to rent. What in London? A London house to rent as a student. Ooh. Unbelievable. I mean, he must have seen about twenty places. He turns up. You don't hear anything. 
or, you know, then they obviously want to take the professionals, not the students. And then he found one and he was going, oh, this is really nice. And we were like, well, there's quite a lot of mould in the bathroom. So, you know, um, but he has now found one. Oh, and then we gosh. had to be guarantors. And I mean, talk about forensic detail of the bank account. The mad husband was like, I'm not telling them really? this. I'm like, you have to tell them that. Otherwise, he's got nowhere to live. Just tell him. <laughs> Okay, but this it's also on the news. I mean, you know, I know we have listeners from all over the world. I don't know what it's like in other countries, but it seems to be constantly on the news that there aren't enough places for students to rent. I mean, it's a real problem. But fingers crossed, yeah, yeah, yeah we are yeah. in. He's going in a couple of weeks to his new house. Now, I had some friends whose daughter got into Manchester under the proviso that they one of the selling points was like, we have amazing halls of residence. If you come to this uni, look at all, you know, look at the great campus. She got a place and they were like, oh, yeah, well, we're a bit oversubscribed. Uh, there are actually no housing in Manchester. They offered her a rental, a house share, but oh. it wasn't even in Manchester. It was like a 40 minute train journey outside Manchester. My eldest son, this is my elder son went to Manchester and was in the same halls of residence that my husband was in 30 years ago, 35 years ago. And I swear to God, they hadn't decorated. We walked in. <laughs> my husband was like, I think this is the same bedroom I had, mate. It's not changed. Oh, so big love yeah. to all the students and the school kids who've gone back to school, to uni and everything. And then I suppose we've got a bit of back to school vibes going on too, right? We have, yes. So what I really want to know is you've gone a bit AWOL out of office. Out of office. I haven't seen you much that much on Instagram you haven't been texting <laughs> I've been missing you but you've been in Italy so come on what are the updates have you managed to keep those Italian builders in order oh, I love my Italian builders you know they oh do you, do you? Oh, do you? it's it's they they take us out for lunch when we go it's so cool <laughs> <laughs> oh come on come on pause there what does lunch with the Italian builders well, it's, look you know like? it's pretty much three courses know. with wine oh brilliant so they're not taking you to Greg's no I mean actually I was slightly exaggerating I I think they just go to local places they, they do not as far as I can make out eat sandwiches on site but when we turn up we just go to the local restaurant and we have you know a, a massive bowl of pasta and a glass of wine and then we have coffee and then you know they go back to work it's lovely your builders have wine with lunch gosh no well that they did on that particular day and I don't think they do every day but um <laughs> It's a, it's a different, you know, it's a different way of life. Very different culture indeed, isn't yes, it? Yes, perhaps Very not when they've civilized. got the power tools. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we are, we're at that stage. They've basically, we had to do a full rewire and that is now essentially done and they've plastered over that. And actually when we saw it at the beginning of the summer, it was really dusty. And then I can't remember if I've told you this, the, the family who lived in the house before had a, a sort of a handyman called Franco and so when we bought the house, we said to Franco, you know, we can't be there all the time. We've got builders in, you know, can we pay you a small retainer to just kind of walk up to the house? He lives next door. Just, you know, check that everything's OK and that doors are locked and there's no leak and, you know, so on and so forth. So Franco, lovely Franco, has been doing this for us for the last three months. But I, either we forgot to tell the builders or the builders were not aware. And there was a point, apparently, where they were absolutely terrified because they were peaked dust and they went in on the Monday morning and there were footprints all around the downstairs and they were like ah, it's a ghost and there were footprints going down to the cellar and like not coming up and they were really freaking out about it so they, 
they spoke to the architect and she spoke to us and we were like, oh, that's probably Franco having a look around because he then sends me this WhatsApp going, the builders are doing work in the house. And then there's that thing where you think, well, yeah, because I'm really glad. So he thinks he's telling us today the builders have mostly replaced the electricity. And, you know, in the meanwhile, in the background, you've got 47 messages from builders going, where do you want this? Yes. So everybody's operating as if nobody knows <laughs> anybody else is there. But that said, now everybody's well aware of Franco. The electrics have all been done. The plumbing has all been done. And some of the sort of bits for the taps are in. So the next we're now as of pretty much to well today last week at the point of starting to put it back together again so they've they, we only moved a couple of doors so those have been plastered up so it's now prepare surfaces for tiling and then do the second fix on the baths and the you know that going on and then tiling and then decorating still feels like there's a lot to do but yeah just back pedal for a recap so this is very much a kind of like bringing it up to date you're not are you not really reconfiguring knocking walls we're not re- we're not doing any of that it's a historic house it started off the, the the ground floor is 300 years old and then there's a floor on top of that uh which is slightly confusing because it's got bedrooms on but because it's on a hill at some point that feels like the ground floor but that's the sort of first floor technically that's 200 years old and then there's a floor on top of that which is 100 years old. So we haven't moved, and, and the, the walls on the ground floor are, you know, like two foot thick. So we haven't, we've left the bathrooms where they are. We haven't added any. We've left the kitchen where it is. What we did was open up, the kitchen was small and dark next to a dining room, uh, which had lovely big windows. So we've opened up a wall between the kitchen and dining room to bring in the light. That's pretty much it structurally. Everything else, we're just leaving all the rooms where they are and and operating within that and finding purposes for them and then planning the decor. Wow, how exciting. Well, while you've been away, I've been really busy too, but uh, at home, a bit closer to home. And actually, even as we're recording, the builder husband's next door doing the fifth coat of paint. The fifth coat? What colour? How can it take I know. five coats? I know. I've never known anything take five coats. He's just got to go out for more paint. <gasps> I know. So as you already know, and listeners already know, we flipped over our kitchen and our living room. So our small little kitchen is now in the place of the big, lovely living room with the patio doors. And that's all fine. And we're all in. But it's taken a while for us to regather, regather ourselves and crack on turning the old kitchen into the new TV snug. So uh, Tom, again, God love him, there was a bank holiday weekend recently, and he set to filling all the holes, uh, replastering. I scrubbed the floor. My God, the floor was disgusting. <laughs> was so, oh, it was so bad. I've got this reclaimed terracotta tile floor or oh, not not ideal for a kitchen is all I'm going to say anyway I scrubbed the floor he filled the holes and now we're on with the color and this is quite interesting because you've not been around and this whole little conversation's been going on on my social media on my Instagram stories because being a tv snug I fancied quite a cozy color I chose a fabric which is Ovs from my new Harlequin collection, which is like a dusty lilac velvet with a really crazy kind of like floral design going through it. It's amazing. So far, so Sophie. Yeah. Yes. And I actually took quite a strange decision not to wallpaper because 
you know, you know, I love a pattern, but I was like, I'm just going to rein in pretty much every room now, apart from the hallways wallpapered. So I thought I'll go plain on the walls, this huge, enormous, I'm having a sofa made by Love Your Home because they can make sofas to order. So it'll be millimetre perfect to fit the entire room. Wow. So it's literally a room with a sofa in it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of and a TV that's like it so yes it was all about what colour and then you know what you put with lilac it's quite tricky yellow knowing you well then I don't want yellow in a TV snug I want it to be really cosy yes the deep blues were touted a lot of my uh, followers were like oh why don't you do a deep blue well as we all know my hallway is already a deep blue so I didn't want to like repeat that colour and you had dark green in there didn't you when it was your kitchen and I had a very dark green so I don't want to stick with that I feel like a change I also wanted something quite warm because it's a cozy tv snug i'm color drenching this color so this color is going all over the window ceiling everywhere i've got to say just for listeners i i sort of know where this is going do you know where i'm I'm really enjoying making you all your excuses as to how you get there (laughs) so then i started looking at chocolate brown oh brown sorry What colour sorry? Oh god, I'm I, Sophie Robinson am <laughs> looking at brown paint. <laughs> oh I no. Just wish we were being filmed here. Just drumming oh, my fingers there under the is, There is there is video evidence of this conversation which makes it even worse. Brown uh, <laughs> Here's the velvet fabric. It's called Wonderland. It's a lovely velvet. You can see the dusty lilac yeah. background. It's got all these lovely shocking kind of electric teals, teals yeah. fuchsia pinks, and some golden oranges. But then there's this leaf here. Yeah, what colour is that? Which is this, Sorry? That's brown. That's brown. Is it brown? <laughs> is that a dead brown leaf? It's a there? dead it's a dead brown leaf, but it's quite nice with the lilac. Funny you see, that, brown, yeah. chocolate, yeah. chocolate and lilac. Yeah. Yummy. So I got sent a recent press release by Little Green, who've done a whole, they've done yes. a whole box of brown paints. And it's, it's, a, it's, I mean, I've got it next to me, actually. It's a collection called Sweet Treats. And it is basically shades of brown. And it was funny because you were supposed to come on that press trip. And I didn't know. I had been so busy. I hadn't sort of looked into what we were looking at. I knew it was a factory tour. And uh, and when I got there and they said, oh, we've got this collection, which is, you know, lovely shades of brown called Sweet Treats. I thought, oh, my God, thank God Sophie's not here because you were unable to come at the last minute. I thought, this is so, this is so not her. Um, and there you are. Um, But I'm just, these colours, you know, how can anybody say they don't like it? You know, the colours are affogato, bombolone, which is Italian for donut, galette, madeleine, muscovado. I mean, it's, the thing about paint is it's just, it is so much in the name, isn't it? You Mm. say, oh, I'm painting my sitting room brown. Oh, I'm painting my sitting room muscovado with a hint of ganache. I'm in. To not just let you off the hook completely. Mm, oh God, here we go. Yeah. You are now speaking, and I know you. I know your tactic. You will now be behaving as if you are the first person in the world to paint anything brown. <laughs> you, you have just discovered 
chocolate brown as a colour. So I'm just going to lay that marker down. I'm laying it down that in my last house, I had a brown sitting room that I painted brown. I think it was the weekend of the late Queen's Jubilee. (laughs) Can't remember which Jubilee, clearly not the silver. Uh, You know, anyhow, I I know seven or eight years ago, I painted my sitting room chocolate brown and my kitchen was about five years ago also in chocolate brand so I'm just yes. saying some of us have done the chocolate and come out the other side yeah you have I know and I'm just going in I'm just going in and I want yeah I think I blame Little Green for sending me those tester pots that happened to be on my desk at the time that I was looking at paint colours so in that box of paint samples there's also a colour called chocolate which is the darkest yes. one it's, it's a, plain chocolate it's yeah, lovely it's a very very because ve- I want dark dark to be yeah. fair all the other colours, though they sound lovely. Ugh, not for me. They're way too brown. Oh, no. Get off. No. Get off. <laughs> There's a lovely dusty pink one called mochi. Is that that oh, kind of Japanese ice yeah, cream no, cake? Beige, and there's a, a beautiful beige. yellow. See, it's not beige. It's beige. <laughs> there's a beautiful yellow, I think, called... I think that's bombolone. I'm quite tempted oh, by yeah. that. Okay. In fact, I'm going to rustle into my sweet treat box. Um, oh my god! It yeah, sounds bombolone. like a box of chocolates. It does, doesn't yeah, it? It does. Go on, bombolone. show us because we're on video for people on YouTube. Go on, show us. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? That's nice. Yes, very clever. I like it. And look, lilac packaging. I mean, you can see why I was so influenced. Yeah, well, but I will. I wrote a piece recently. I think we. I think we call it lavender. Oh no, I'm not calling it lavender. The colour. Maybe that's more lilac. But it is. A, it's a. It's a colour that people. It's been building up for a while. I remember going to Clerkenwell Design Fair, probably with you. It must be at least five years ago, if not more. And we bumped into Russell and Jordan from Two LG Studio, mm. and they were talking about lilac, and we were like, "Get off! Are you insane?" And then suddenly. So, I mean, these things, This we come back to this conversation again. Interior trends take a long time to build. They stay for a long time. So some people will have got into lavender, lilac, call it what you will, five or six years ago. And some people will only just be getting there. Because I remember when I did my sitting room, chocolate. In fact, it was the kitchen because I redid the kitchen. Did it in chocolate brown. And I remember thinking, this is it. I'm going to break the internet with my chocolate brown kitchen. I mean, oh my God, it went down like a lead balloon. You know, the the main takeaway was, oh, okay. It was talk about a muted reaction. And yet now, if I unveiled it now, so I'm I'm so ahead of my time. You're so ahead of your time. You're so ahead of your time. Anyway, I did what is always recommended. I got a A3 piece of card and I made a swatch of this chocolate colour. But I'm going to admit it was a bit it was a bit flat. I'm not feeling the vibes. I wanted something a bit, you know, I like a bit of richness in my colours, don't I? I like a little bit of oomph. So then I started looking for more of a plum chocolate, should we call it? More of a gateau, perhaps. Black Forest gateau colour. That was the colour of my sitting room was a Cassandra Ellis, Atelier Ellis paint called Fallen Plum. And Mm. that was the colour of a, this may not mean much to international listeners, but for British listeners, it was the colour of a bourbon biscuit. Chocolate bourbon ah, biscuit. Ah, okay. So it had that kind of warmy pink. Yeah, I want it. the warmy pinky red. So then I got loads of other tester pots, and it was it was quite interesting. I got a brinjal. I've had that, done that. That was my stair pocket. <laughs> oh, oh god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! These are so your colours, aren't they? Oh my god! Oh, I yeah. hope I haven't been influenced. 
I got all my tester pots out. Loads of people on Instagram were like, try this, try this. But some were too aubergine. See, if they go too purple, I wanted it to be brown. Yeah, you it didn't want to be aubergine. And actually, the brinjal was a little bit too aubergine. So I settled on a colour called Cordoba. Yeah, that's a rich. That's a, I would have said that slightly more towards the plum than the brown. But obviously, if you're drenching the whole room, it yeah, will. Yeah, anyway, will I'll be, I'll be ready colour. to reveal soon. Five coats in, though. It's... Uh, it's taking a lot. So at this point, are we basically saying that um, you have been <laughs> somewhat influenced by me and uh, possibly have you turned into me? <laughs> oh, I knew it. Honestly, people were DMing me going, Kate is going to have a field day with this. Oh, oh I'm in God. my field. I am in oh, my God. field and it's a day. It's a day. That said, <sighs> that said, shall I? Um, well, it's been really nice having this break with you in Italy. Are you going back there anytime soon? <laughs> well, I am going back because I have got to finalise the paint colours. And um, I may, I may, it's my turn now, uh, I, I may have gone a little bit brighter than normal oh, in my paint what? choices. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have swapped. <laughs> oh, come on. Come I on. I am doing a room. I'm still looking at the swatches and the colours, but I am definitely doing a room pink and yellow. Pink and yellow? Yeah. <gasps> what sort of pink? I'm what doing sort of yellow? a bathroom. Well, it's a very pale, dusky right. pink and a kind of slightly mustardy, nice. dirty yellow. So I'm doing a bathroom in that colour with a bedroom that coordinates. I have also got, I'm calling it lavender, but I'm wallpapering what will be our bedroom. In lavender? Uh, in a, what? Well, no, the wallpaper's called seraphim. It's and basically, it's a wisteria pattern. So it's got that kind of lavender lilac flowers with green leaves. And the reason we're doing that is And you've got this past the mad husband. I mean, is he... I mean, He's what? here for it. He's been he's drinking the it. wine with the builders while you've been... Exactly. <laughs> Well, you've been ordering lavender wisteria printed wallpaper. Yeah, so we're going to have a kind of effectively purple, purple and green bedroom. We've got a pink and yellow one. We've got one that is in shades of kind of hydrangea <gasps> pink with a paler pink. This I'm is in, very I'm flamboyant, also, Kate. All the doors, all the upstairs doors were painted in a sort of, I'm calling it like a garden green. I mean, I don't really know what the colour is, but they, so the doors were painted in this lovely kind of soft, but brightish green with the wooden trim picked out in an olive green. So we've taken those colours. Oh, nice. And we're keeping the doors that oh, colour. Oh, I so love the, that idea. The house is going to be yellow, pink, blue, green, Lavender. What the heck? Hydrangea. I know. Who even am I? I'm so excited. How? How? Why? Just how has this happened? Why has this happened? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because on the one hand, I do think you you pay attention to to your surroundings, which is you know we've spoken about this before, and this is not to take this literally that you know if you live in in a pavement. You know, you live on a road, you're going to paint your house grey. But we have spoken about reflecting. So your house is is sort of, you know, English country mm. garden colours, if mm. you like. And my house, which is urban, the, the new one, well, I've been in it for, for a year now, and we've just finished. That's very much this kind of, I don't know, call it damson, rust, 
paprika sort of colours with soft pink. So it's still soft colours, but quite saturated. Very tonal. And quite muted. And not a lot, not a Very lot tonal. Of you got a little bit, but not subtle a lot pattern of you've gone but through. But... That that didn't feel right for a house in Italy. And bearing in mind this, you know, this house, the exterior of it is yellow. <laughs> but that Italian sort of dusky, dusty, dirty yellow with green shutters. And somehow it just didn't feel right to go in there with shades of chocolate brown. Mm. It felt all wrong for Italy. So I just, I don't know, came over a bit, all bit flamboyant. I mean, they're kind of muted versions of the brighter yes. colours. But yes, I think I may have turned into you and you've turned into me. And what are we going to do now? We've totally blended and melded. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I absolutely love the sound of this. It's so good. So you're so you know, traditionally with your last London home and your current London home, you've stuck to a tonal colour palette within the sort of yeah. brown, damson, pink. Yeah. And then you chocolate. bring in a little bit chocolate and then bringing in a bit of green here and there. But that was kind of that's very much your palette. And we talked we talk about helping people find their color palette. Mine is the kind of yellow, pink, cobalt blue. Yours is this tonal family. But you're having a complete personality switch up with this new color palette. <laughs> It's well, a whole it's, side yeah, of I mean, you, perhaps, that you've never really... Are you going to start wearing wafty floral dresses? No, don't even finish that sentence. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I am sitting here wearing a black T-shirt and a pair of jeans. <laughs> That's not going to change. But, and, and uh, you know, I've not gone... There's not huge amounts of pattern here, and it's very much kind of two colours in a room with possibly... I might do, you know, it might still be tonal. So the yellow and pink might have a darker pink and a paler pink and the yellow. Or I might throw in... Uh, I might get some bedside tables in a sort of olive green as a bit of a disruptor. So it's it's not high contrast energetic colours. It's a very soft palette that they all kind of blend together. But yeah, it's different. And sort of sit in this 300-year-old property as well. I think you have to consider that too. And so having a few sort of faded colours with a sort of chalkiness exactly. to them is probably really suitable for the house as well, right? Yeah, so it's exciting. When am I getting my invite? And well, which room's mine as well? Which which colour scheme are you putting me with? Well, clearly the pink and yellow one. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, you know, let's see. In theory, it will be done by oh, Christmas. But, okay, you know, watch, I'm booking my flight. Watch this space. All right. Brilliant. And, well, have you called in any swatches from <clears throat> my new collection that launched while you yeah, were well, away? Well, this is the bit. This is the bit where we discover we haven't actually completely Because you haven't. Ourselves. What you're saying is you, you haven't have... called in any swatches from my I might collection. be saying that, actually. <laughs> and, and what we're saying is that you've kept the chocolate brown to the very smallest room that you know, you're only going in once a day, if that. Um, and it'll be mostly, you know, when it's only illuminated by the flickering blue light of the tent. So, uh, <laughs> so come on then, your collection. I'm yes. That's happened while we've been off air. First of August, we launched the collection that I've created with Harlequin. The fabric books are coming out at the beginning of September, so I haven't even seen the fabric books yet. So it's available digitally online, and you can order swatches. Loads of people have been ordering swatches because they've been sharing that with me on Instagram which has been thrilling and what a major honour privilege career highlight all of that this has just been the most glorious project that I've ever could have wished to work on bringing my passion for colour bright colour pattern clashing and 
really my sort of recipe of how to create rooms with Harlequin's expertise in creating beautiful fabrics and wallpapers. So I was going to say, have you have you turned into a textile designer? Because people spend years at college training. Yeah, well, that, that's the collaboration part, OK? So I've been working with Claire Vallis, Claire Greenhill and Flora in the Harlequin studio, who are absolute experts at textiles. My goodness, Flora has hand-painted some of the designs. The incredible mural, which you can see behind me in my office, was hand-painted by Flora and it is a portrait of my garden. But you can buy it on the roll and install it in your own home, which is super clever. All the way down to we did this really little dainty daisy chain trellis I wanted to create a trellis wallpaper I think it's really pretty for bedrooms and she hand painted this very kind of realistic daisy chain trellis so she's like an amazing artist Claire is just like all over the textiles there's nothing she doesn't know about weaves and linens and printing techniques and so all of that was her expertise and really I sort of came to them with my colours, my colour palette, my philosophy on maximalist design and made sure that we had all the different patterns to create what I think is a really balanced pattern clashing maximalist interior. So I've made sure we've got big florals, we've got little florals, we've got big stripes, little stripes, geometrics, we've got um, embroideries, we've got planes, we've got velvets. So it's this whole smorgasbord. So it's very complete. Very complete. And, and you say, so you've got that new design, obviously, but I mean, I obviously I've been aware you've been doing this. The, the bit I'm interested in then, because you say some of the designs are not new um, and you haven't drawn them as such, but they're archives that have been reworked. And that that's a kind of, not a trend, but quite a lot of fabric houses are doing that, aren't they? They're reaching back into the archives. I think Ben Pentreath did it for William Morris, which is part of the same company, isn't it? And he's he's taken those very traditional William Morris prints and, and you know, amped up the colour a bit or put them in more modern colours. So is that what you've done with some of this collection as well? Yeah, so you're right. The, the William Morris and Ben Pentreath collaboration was exactly that. Then also the Sanderson Group launched their archive collection, which is absolutely that. I mean, the great thing about the Sanderson Group, which is Harlequin apart, Part of the Sanderson Group, they have over two hundred thousand archived samples of wallpapers and fabrics. It is insane. You go into this temperature-light controlled room, and a lady in white gloves. Oh wow! I'd love to do the that. Drawers and brings out all these amazing old uh, samples of wallpaper and lots of obviously Arthur Sanderson of course the founder of Sanderson all loads of hand painted florals like lots of textiles that you'd recognize I got to see the original paintings for so it was really exciting. Well I'm assuming those wallpapers were originally hand printed were they? Yeah way back I mean the Sanderson group also own all the William Morris original block print I got to see those as well which was very special, the original William Morris blocks. So it was been a real walk into the past, as you say. But what was nice was we obviously could then walk through the archive and I could pick out uh, samples that I loved the look of. And then the team would scan them and recolor them and even play around with the scale a little bit. But in terms of the whole collection, and this is really interesting because it feeds into what you're saying about your house in Italy, I wanted a starting point and I wanted to create a story. And I thought, well, let's 
Let's tell the story of my home here in East Sussex. It's a traditional, you know, fairly humble Sussex, old Sussex farmhouse. But the views onto the garden, the trees, the pond, the weeping willow and the sort of 100 acre woodland beyond was my starting point. So I didn't want to use any florals or botanical prints that weren't British. So there's no there's no parrots. There's no parrots or jungle prints. Mind you, there's loads of there's loads of green parrots in London. So if I were to do that, I could totally <laughs> yeah, get parrots in. Totally, the London parrot wallpaper. That's a brilliant yeah. idea. With the old cockatoo thrown in as well, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yes, but that's that's really interesting because you still get all those colours. But it's yeah, so it's an English country garden collection. It's an English country garden collection. So we have like wildflower meadow is one of the prints. Woodland floral is another print. This mural is obviously a woodland mural of the view from my it's the view from the office where I'm sitting now and then we've got like a geometric that we've called garden terrace because it reminds me of the brick paving in the garden there's a a stripe uh, which is called sticky grass Uh, we've got another diagonal stripe which was something I've always wanted a good diagonal stripe and I've never really seen one you don't see a diagonal stripe I love a diagonal stripe because it does something super cool when you drape it as a curtain it creates a completely different pattern so we called that paper straw because it looks like a paper straw so that's the paper straw stripe so actually picking all the names was loads of fun but it's very sort of anchored into yeah the story of my home and I think in that way there is some cohesion because honestly there are stripes as I said there are loads of different florals there's geometric so I think it's really nice that they all hang together by having a, a particular design reference well, and I I just quite like that idea of it being based around, you know, an English country garden because you know then that it all it yeah. all goes together. You know, you could have a tropical collection, you can have an English country garden collection, you can have a grey pavements and parakeets of London collection. I'm sure that'd be a huge seller. <laughs> I, I might ring them up. Shall I see if they fancy that? <laughs> Um, but it's interesting, yes, to, to bring that together. So it does reflect the environment that your house is in in the same way, as I say, that's why I've gone for these sort of slightly brighter colours in Italy than I would do in London. I, I think so. But sort of unlike your sort of lovely muted colours, I, of course, have had to go for the really punchy bright. So you'll see really saturated cobalt blues and hot pinks and ruby reds and carnelian oranges and really lovely bright emerald greens so it's uh, and actually all the colors I called after gemstones so it's that mixture of the kind of like the English country flowers and these sort of gemstone colors and then the idea from my point of view as an interior designer was creating a collection that could then allow people to mix and match because you know typically a lot of fabric collections they come in sort of color families and coordinate if you like but I just don't think that's really how any of us are decorating anymore we're not really getting a fabric book and buying the coordinated section well and I think you always find when you do that that that, you know if there's five there you like four of them and you hate the last one and then you're stuck or you know you you like bits of it and not all of it so it's much better actually if you can take the whole thing and feel confident that it that it will work. That yeah. you can mix and match. So that's what I want. So, you know, if you need your hand held, of course, we've grouped them into colour families and you can use all the fabrics within a colour family. But if you want to be a bit more experimental, which is what I've done in my own home, you can take the fabrics out, mix them together and even throw in a chocolate wall, which wasn't as part of the collection, if you want and to. And there we go. We and circle go back. We circle back. <laughs> so where can people see this collection and order order their samples? So it's uh, harlequin.sandersandesigngroup.com 
com and then there's like a forward slash harlequin times safe robinson blah 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 but i'll put the link in the show notes obviously i've also got the link over on my website and in my bio yep you can order your samples there's a whole wallpaper collection as well that coordinates with the whole thing come on kate order some samples go on a dare you (laughs) there's a wiggle there's a wiggle which i think you'll really love actually which is like a lovely linen with a little embroidered wiggle running through it I think you can at least. It um, might be a bit too ditzy for me. There is one I've seen, but you see, I don't think it's in the right colours. It's the rickrack. That's the big, wide, oh, the curly stripe. Yes, I like that. I like that. Will we do it in the pink? Yeah. I don't have room for any more pink. So you're doing pink. Mm, you're doing yeah, pink. Oh, yes. See. Could you do it? See. Could you do it in a nice chocolate brown and cream? <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Well, I'd like to say I've enjoyed our catch up, Kate. It's been fun. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. But before we wrap up today's episode, another little quick reminder that the Great Indoors Insiders Club is the place where you can join up and become a friend of the podcast. You can enjoy ad-free listening, bonus content, find out about any events or webinars that we've got coming up that are exclusive to you. You just visit thegreatindoorspodcast.com, sign up there. You can pay monthly or get a big juicy discount if you become an annual member. We'll be back next week with our monthly style surgery. So send us your design dilemmas and we will offer up our pearls of wisdom. Yes, simply send us an email or preferably a voice note to help at thegreatindoorspodcast.com. And all that remains for us now is to thank our lovely producer, Sarah Cudden of Feast Collective. And of course, our lovely sponsors, Natural Mat. Don't forget that discount code TGI10 for 10% off your first order, which is valid until the 30th of November, 2023. And we'll see you in the great indoors. <laughs>